Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magalie on a Journey. I'm your host, Magalie Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello everybody, welcome to a new episode of the show. Thank you so much for being here. I am feeling spring in full swing. I don't know about you, I don't know where you are in the world. In the Bay Area, we have had so much rain. And yes, we totally need it. Um, It's actually so beautiful. There are so many places that we've been going to where... I remember first moving here and driving north for the first time and just seeing this completely like all these hills that were just this brownish hay-like color from, yeah, just being completely burnt actually. And so to be going around and seeing so much green, seeing so many beautiful flowers, it feels really, really awesome. Uh, and it was a lot of rain. Uh, so it feels really good that, yeah, I don't know. It feels like the seasons are really changing, that there's a real shift. Uh, it feels really exciting. And I feel like as we're coming out of our winter hibernation phase, the time where we want to stay in and take our time and reflect and analyze, we're now entering the creation cycle or season and the wanting to plant things literally and figuratively uh, for them to continue to fully bloom in the summer um, before you know coming back into another season and so I'm feeling this full on um I was sitting in our balcony so we had a beautiful time in Hawaii we came back and I found myself sitting in our balcony and just I've been thinking and seeing different things whether it was on social media or these little like upgrades or makeovers uh, that people are doing in their homes and out and I think there was a little part of me that had a hesitation because we're renting here we don't know how long we're gonna stay and we there's things we love about living here. There's things that we wish um, were different. And so we've been looking and thinking about, you know, when our lease is up, should we or not? And then I really connected with something that I grew up with. And it's that you never know how long you're going to be in a place. And so that's the reason that you should make the place that you have right now be the best that it can be. And I think a lot of us can think in terms of like, well, if it's not going to be for that long, let me, you know, maybe not spend the time and energy. And so a little background for those of you who don't know, I originally, although I'm French, I was born in Singapore and then less than a year old moved to Thailand and then a little over five-year-old moved to Belgium and then 11 moved to the U.S., at 16 or 17, uh, no, I think it was 16, moved to Seoul, South Korea, and then went off to go to college. That was my senior year. And then went off to go to college in the UK, um, lived in London for a few years, and then came back. 
here. And we calculated with Raul, we've been together over, I think, six years, and we have lived in five places. So we move almost every year, basically, um, because of... I mean, COVID was a huge part of that. Uh, we ended up leaving for a certain amount of time and putting our stuff in storage and then coming back. And so there's been a lot of different reasons. Uh, as you can see though, or as you can hear, <laughs> I have moved around a whole lot. And I think something that I really, really appreciate that I received from growing up is that it's important to make your home, your new home, a home. And even if you're in an Airbnb, and so when we uh, were traveling around during COVID in different places, or when we stayed in one place that was supposed to be two weeks and we stayed for five months, even though it wasn't ours and it wasn't even like a proper rental, we still figured out ways to make it our own. And so it's something I've always really connected with because of having to move around so much and there's something about this um, instability in that, you know, your your roots can, can constantly be uprooted and that you can find your roots wherever you are and that you can really, yeah, make wherever you are that place your home, even if it's for a moment that you're not sure how long it's going to last. And, you know, none of us really know how long we're going to be in a certain place. There's so many things, whether it's jobs or families or there's so many things that can um make us yeah switch and change and so I was speaking with a friend recently and she was telling me that you know she's thinking of moving and so not sure if there's a couple things that she's been thinking of wanting to do and so not sure if she if it's worth doing in because of that move coming up and I think for me you know, we are in April, our lease is up in October. And so I was like, okay, you know, is this long enough? And then there was just no question because I have no idea what's going to happen in October. Maybe we're just going to be like, you know what, this is perfect. Let's stay another few years. We'll see. I also personally really don't want to move. <laughs> it's so much work. Um, and we're really, really happy. There's so many things we love about living here. So I, if you know anything about me, you know that I am glued to the sun. Um, I really feel like in another life, I was a sunflower, <laughs> completely directed by the sun. And anytime we've lived in, that's one of the things that I loved about us leaving San Francisco to go to a place where we could have a bit more space. There's not a lot of apartments in San Francisco that have balconies. Some have like patios or little gardens. Um, none of the places where we lived ever had any outdoor space once when we were in the city. And so it's been so nice to, um, yeah, have a little bit of an outdoor space. So when we were in Sausalito, we had a little balcony and then here, uh, we have a little bit more space and anytime that I can, if it's sunny, I will be out there in the afternoon working or as soon as the sun starts kind of heating up, because one thing that's really interesting about the Bay area is the mornings and the evenings, basically when the sun isn't kind of bright and shining, it can be really cold. Uh, there's this like wind that's always kind of present. And so, but if you're in the sunshine, it's, it feels super warm. And so I have, 
Yeah. Ever since we've had that little couch and balcony space and just like a laptop, um, what do you call those? You know, the things that you put your laptop on so that they don't, the fan doesn't overheat up. Um, I use that, whatever it is to yeah, work and do things. And this was already happening when I was at my previous company and it's something that I've yeah really enjoyed to, uh, continue and take on as we're in this new beautiful space. So since it's a larger space and we have some plants and everything and I just got really excited about the rain is gone. I want to spend more time here. What is it going to take for me to, yeah, just enjoy it a little bit more? One thing that's interesting is everybody here, um, all the condos have a beautiful balcony spaces. Some of them have really large spaces and not a lot of them are out there and using it. And some of them do, but, um, it's something that always surprises me that not that many people um, go out on their space. And I think one of the reasons is a privacy uh, issue because people want to, yeah, just have privacy. And we are really lucky that we're at a corner unit. So we only have um, people under us and then on the right side. Um, so in terms of making it more private, it's pretty easy. Um and so there was a few things I wanted to do. One, I really wanted, it's just like typical cement floor. I really wanted some wood. I eventually, we are manifesting a house that will have a huge wooden deck where I can get out there and do yoga every morning, breathing in the trees, listening to the birds chirp. And that place isn't for us. Actually, side note, we almost got up that place. Um, and it was, we were in between where we are now and a place that I'm totally describing had that and even more space than we had now. It was in San Rafael, which if you're not familiar with the Bay Area, is a little bit further out. And I'm really glad for this time where we are in our life that we didn't do that because it was just more secluded, more isolated, further away from friends. And yeah, not in the end, it really wasn't the right um, call. So eventually that big wooden deck will be there. In the meantime, <laughs> I wanted to find a way to convert the cement um, balcony into a wooden deck. And so Ikea has these super uh, simple, easy to use. And I had seen them on so many different videos and just Pinterest and things that I had been looking up. They're kind of like clip on. Um, so the bottom of plastic, it clips on and then it's beautiful pieces of wood. Um, and there's different patterns and things. And so it's really easy because you can make it whatever shape you have access to and yeah, super easy to create. So I knew that I wanted that. The funny thing is that I did the math. I don't know what happened, but the first time that I went to Ikea and brought them back, it covered a third of our balcony. So I was so excited and really happy. And I started doing this. I mean, first I like cleaned the whole balcony, got every, you know, all of that out. And then I started putting everything there. And then I'm like, how is this possible that I bought? No, it wasn't even a third. It was a fourth. I bought a fourth of what I needed. So my math skills are not on point. They never have been. I believe I was one of the victims, if I can put that into quotes, um, of 
believing that girls could never be good at math and that it wasn't for me and that I wasn't good at it. And I had a few teachers tell me that I wasn't that good. And so I believed them and I never made an effort to be good at it. I kind of just closed that off. Um, so yeah, in this case, it definitely showed. And what ended up happening is the next day we went and got the right amounts. I, I got, I contracted my husband <laughs> to help me and to uh, make it make sense. So um, the other thing that was really beautiful is that the plants that we already do have, there was a few that we've had for years because I have a beautiful friend who watched over them while we were away. Um, and so some of those needed repotting. Some of those needed just to be cutting away the old. Um, and it was such a beautiful day where there was sunshine. It was the first Saturday after having been away and I just sat there and started cutting off the old pieces of the plant just so that, you know, create more space for the new to grow. And it was such a simple, beautiful moment and reminder of how we really need to just cut out the things that we no longer are in need of to be able to make space to grow. It's a concept that I'm so familiar with. It's something that I remind myself every single month that I look at really deeply annually that, you know, when old patterns come up, I, I remember. And there is something so special about seeing that concept alive in front of me and to be actively just cutting a few things away and seeing the space that it's creating for the tiny little buds that were at the bottom trying to reach for the sun. It was so beautiful and just a really simple reminder that, you know, you don't have to live in the middle of nature to be connected to nature. It's, there are so many ways that we can learn from our Pachamama, our mother nature. And, you know, it can, like what I'm talking about is for outdoor plants. It can be true for a house plant. Just finding a way to put your hands in the earth and look at things grow without having to be in a rush, <laughs> without comparing or competing to whoever's growing next to them. I think there are so many, so many beautiful lessons that we can take from nature and it doesn't have to be being in the middle of the forest or in the ocean. Of course, those times, you know, nature speaks to us in a extra strong way. It can really just be, I don't know, mowing the lawn that you have if you have a yard or getting a little succulent plant because that's all you have the room for on your desk. Uh, whatever it is, maybe even getting fresh flowers. This crazy rose, I don't know if you've seen and followed on Instagram, but um, my dear friend Mai, who you guys know, Maite, she went on the she came on the podcast. It's actually the most listened to podcast. So if you haven't, pause this right now and go listen to her beautiful story because it's so 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 powerful. Um, she speaks about losing her husband, which actually happened a year ago yesterday, and yeah, it's just an amazing story. Anyways, we recorded it on valentine's day on february 14th and she gave me this beautiful pink rose on that day and it started growing on the side of the stem and 
And then I ended up looking up like, can you plant a rose and how does it work? And I ended up cutting as they were suggesting because this like what what came out of that stem is still growing into this beautiful these beautiful leaves and little branches the problem that I'm having is it's not growing roots and so everything that I'm seeing is you can't plant it if it's not growing roots so I'm not sure if I'm ever gonna be able to make a rose tree out of it even though I really that would be really awesome so anyway I digressed Um, but it was, that's another really, really simple way of just seeing a beautiful plant grow from a flower that was purchased, a cut flower that was purchased. So I think if we just have a little bit of time to pause and look at what's out there within mother nature, we can learn so much. So back to my balcony. So the first step, I once we eventually got enough, I um, made the whole area wooden. It's not exactly the whole area because our balcony isn't a perfect um, square or rectangle. There is a few parts that are just um, hanging off. Not hanging off is the right, not the right word, but there's a few parts that basically are half of the length that I would need from those IKEA uh, squares, and so. I can't fill it up. What works perfect though is it makes it where all of the plants are all around it. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can go on my Instagram at Magalie on a journey and check out what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm making a little before and after post so you'll be able to see everything and all the details and links to the things that I purchased. One of the biggest things that I wanted to work on and that I'm still working on is that privacy aspect. Um, we already have a ton more now that there is a lot of plants. What I really saw is the need to have different levels. And so I got some planters that are, you know, at different sizes and different levels so that it can create a little bit. At first I wanted to get, uh, they're called these balcony privacy screens actually that you can get, um, in a lot of different places. The thing with those though, is that it completely cuts out the light and so it actually, I really hesitated and then Roland, I talked about it and saw a lot of different examples and felt like it was going to just close the space out and actually reduce the amount of light that comes in. And that's so important for me to keep as much light coming in. So we decided that we're going to cover all of that and create that with plants, uh, which is why those different levels are super important, the different types. I also wanted a lot of color it's crazy, but since we've um, already had it now for a few days, there's way more birds. I'm seeing bees. It's just so cool to see an ecosystem come to life on such a small scale. Um, even on a small scale, it can come to life. So that's been really cool. And I went to a lot of different places. I also went to, you know, Facebook Marketplace and Nextdoor because I didn't want to necessarily get that much new things. I love the idea of secondhand, especially for things like a balcony. Unfortunately, I really didn't find anything um, so far. I've reached out to a couple people and a lot of them have great things for gardens, but not for balconies. So I did get a lot of new things. Uh, One of the things I'm the proudest of is 
there was this like tiny little hanging rack thing um super on sale i got it for like three dollars or something and i knew it wasn't exactly gonna fit but if i added rope with it uh, i was gonna be able to fit it properly in the balcony and so i did it and i tried a few times and then it finally worked in a way that i think looks pretty but also it's just so fulfilling to think in this way this is one of the things that i'm connecting with the most and yeah really loving as a part of this process and it's using that creativity that resourcefulness the idea of not having everything purchase and be picture perfect but to kind of see what i have and what i can create with and i don't know it just brought me back to being a little girl my parents have this beautiful house in france and they got this house so that we would, as we were moving across the world all the time, have a sense of home. And so for me, this house is the most special thing in the world because it's the only constant home I've ever had. And there is now a beautiful swimming pool and a bunch of things in a certain area. But when they got it, that area was uh, old horse stables and a bunch of other things. And so it used to be our amazing playground there was a lot of like old um cutlery and plates and things just from the previous owners it was really like it looked like an attic of a mess and we loved it as kids because we created a little restaurant and we would um i would make like mud pies <laughs> when i was a kid and it just yeah there was i don't know so much space for creating and authenticity and discovery and imagination and it's things that i you know i love technology and all of the amazing gifts that it gives us and the abilities that we have as a result of it and i just was able to connect back to that side of wow what it feels like to just be creating and be resourceful without asking google I mean, yes, I, you know, looked at different inspirations and photos and things. And then I just wanted to shut all that off and like see what I had available in front of me and what I was able to create as a result of it. And so I think other than the fact that now I just had an amazing lunch and sitting out there just feels so good. The sun is shining. It's beautiful. It's just so pretty. I was uh, sending a voice note to a friend and telling her that I feel just having these different plants around is making the atmosphere much more colorful, much more peaceful. I feel more serene. <sighs> yeah, it's really, really nice. And so other than that being the best part and the reason we wanted to create it or I wanted to create it, this is totally a project that I've been doing on my own. And the other part has been remembering what it feels like to be creative, to be resourceful, to just be doing, working on a project, hands in the dirt, outside, and, you know, trying something, putting it a certain way, looking at the result, adapting it, moving it around, seeing a different result. That's been such a fun actually it's been giving me a lot of joy it's been fun and really rewarding because sitting in this space just feels 
so beautiful and fun and yeah like a peaceful little oasis or haven that's what i keep calling it i got a few more things i got some sling chairs or transat as they're called in french for me this is bringing a piece of home here uh we these are the kinds of chairs that we have in this house that i was speaking about and it's always like that after lunch in the summer time on those having a coffee and a piece of chocolate oh it feels like that that's just fills my heart with so much love and yeah creating some of these new slash old memories here makes me really happy so i guess with that i really wanted to kind of help us connect with that creative side of us for me you know we all have within ourselves a masculine and a feminine my masculine has been driving this world forward this world being my world it's been really what i uh, led from for a very long time and the push to doing accomplishing and there is part of the masculine that was alive in this project right to actually get it done to go to get the things i needed to get to put it together what sparked the whole thing though is my feminine that intuitive side of first connecting to wanting this space to be certain way having that feeling and then just without looking at the time letting myself create and make it happen and i really really am understanding that my feminine for so long was so quiet because it didn't have the time and space and again we all have both within and i guess my question to you is are you creating the space for that feminine to speak out i think we live in a society that is so focused on the masculine in so many ways and you know there is a reality that we need to live in the world that we are living in and can we set the right boundaries to be able to create the space for that creativity that flow that spontaneity because if we don't create a boundary or a stop we'll never stop there's always going to be more work to do there's always a next email to respond to a new project to look into and potentially start can we though just create space like this project would have never happened if i didn't just make sure that i had half a day of no plans and i just was you know going about my day and then i was sitting on the balcony reading my book and i was like actually i really want to make this place something else make it create it to be a new version of what i think it can be and i know it's not easy i know a lot of us have really important jobs really busy some of us have families some of us young kids so you know take this in the context of your life and what you're able to create what i know for myself is that i used to go at a million miles an hour and 
finding the opportunity to embrace this new lifestyle. For example, on yesterday was Monday and I had the most perfect Monday morning. And it's a Monday morning that I have been dreaming about where, you know, when I used to wake up at 6 a.m. and get on a call at by 7. So the first thing was getting my coffee and maybe a, something that I would eat during the call. I had this continuously, this like building up of resentment and frustration because I wanted my morning to look differently. And I remember wanting to just have that space. And so now I've blocked out a space in my calendar on Mondays, on Monday mornings to never book a call and to just have the time to set my week. And sometimes that's at my desk and super productive. Sometimes like this Monday was just going for a really long walk and taking the time to connect, to arrive, to get in the zone of, all right, it's Monday. And every week might be different, right? And there is maybe, yeah, a version of this that you're thinking about within your the context of your own life, thinking, oh, you know what? For me, it's, I don't know, my lunch break. It looks like this today, and actually, I really don't like the way that it is. I, you know, maybe want to spend time chatting with a friend or planting plants <laughs> or whatever it is, or just not doing anything and just eating outdoors, getting some vitamin D. So I hope that this can help you reflect in how you can bring more creativity and feminine into your day-to-day maybe just leaving you with that question how you can do it and spending a little bit of time thinking about it and even thinking about the things that you used to do as a child what ways were you creative before and how can you bring that spark back all right friends that's all that's it for this week stick around for the well-being tip of the week and i'll talk to you soon this week's well-being tip of the week is all about blood sugar levels your glucose i'm sure you've heard me speaking before of glucose goddess if you don't know her go check her out on instagram or read her book the glucose revolution it's absolutely fascinating what i've learned from recently really looking into some of my sleep patterns and noticing when i've had a blood sugar spike throughout the day my sleep is affected as a result of it so there's so many ways that this might be affecting you and one tip that i want to leave you with is super simple and it's actually the order of your meal so if you have your fibers and then your protein and then any fats and carbs in that order, just changing the order of the things you eat. So I'm not even asking you to change your plate. Your glucose levels are going to thank you for it. All right, that's it for this week. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day and talk to you soon. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to rate and review. And if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, remember that with code vitality you'll get a discount so reach out to me with that if you're interested in any reiki sessions if you're local or maybe some one-on-one virtual coaching all right guys bye